0: Hey, what's going on? This is The Doug Show, and this is Doug Cunnington here. It's Friday afternoon. Wow, that, that actually turned out pretty good. Opening a can, I guess it uh, it's pretty good audio there. So today is a special, a very special Q&A. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to look up uh, emails that were sent to me, and I'm gonna look on YouTube for comments that were left. I know a lot of people have found me through YouTube. Uh, a lot of people listen to the podcast and they watch YouTube videos and you know they check out the blog too, and I appreciate all of that. It is uh, much appreciated. And in fact, before we get into it too deep, I wanna share uh, basically a phone number with you. I would like to hear from listeners. I'd like to hear from viewers and listeners and people that have, you know, been around niche site project and and myself for the last couple of years or if you're a new fan. I would appreciate hearing from you. So you can call this number and leave a voicemail. This is my Google voice number, so it's not going to go to my actual cell phone. It's going to be a voicemail. So you can leave a voicemail. And if you do, I will probably play it on the air if it's uh, you know worthy of it. So this is the number it's 406 813 0613. It will be in the show notes and you can you know say what's up, let me know who you are, where you're from, uh, you know what your profession is, if you have any interesting facts about you, um, hobbies, if you learned anything from niche site project over the years or whatever, you know, you can leave a message. I think, I think potentially you can leave it, uh, or you can send text messages, but I don't really want that to be honest with you. Cause this is a, uh, <laughs> this is an audio format. So, uh, yeah, if you want to leave a voicemail, I'd love to hear who the listeners are and I think it'll be exciting. So do leave a voicemail and we'll see how it turns out. This could be a mess. It could be a huge mess, but I think it'll be okay. Now, before we get started, you may know that I recently moved to the Boulder, Colorado area, and with that move comes slightly warmer weather, depending on the time of the year, extremely warmer weather than the Bozeman, Montana area, and it's nice here. It's still, you know, at at the foothills of the Rockies, and it's a nice town. There's some more people, you know, you get the luxuries of having a larger town, uh, like more frequent flights to more places, you know, if you're flying places, but you also have a little bit more traffic. But one of the huge pros is more beer choices. And this, you know, Colorado area is, you know, one of the meccas for beer. I have been traveling to this area for about 20 years since the college, the college years, I've been coming to the, you know, front range area here and it's fantastic. I love it. I almost moved here uh, multiple times and it just, you know, finally worked out for us to move here. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning that is I'm drinking a beer, which I will mention not sponsored or anything. I just went to the store and bought this. It is from Left Hand Brewing. And that's kind of cool because we live in, Uh, in an area that it's right by the left-hand creek. So left-hand brewing, it's very close by. I've been there a number of times in the past. And this beer, which I have not had before, is called Colorful Colorado, and it's a pale ale. It's kind of cool because um, like the welcome to Colorado signs that you may pass going into the state when you're traveling into the state, they say Colorful Colorado. And in fact, I actually remember The very first time I drove into Colorado, I left from Atlanta solo road trip on my own when I was coming out here in, uh, 2002, I stopped and took a a picture of the sign that said colorful Colorado. So little known fact. And I actually forgot until I was looking at this beer can right in front of me here. I haven't had it before. It smells good. It's a uh, golden color. It's not uh, hundred percent clear, which is, you know, that could be okay and it's a little a slight haze and uh, you know uh, actually I'm not sure how fresh this baby is but we're you know like 2 miles from the brewery where I bought this so I imagine it's kind of fresh okay moving on let's get to the questions now and these mostly were uh listed on YouTube so when I mention names and stuff it's because People commented as, you know, whatever their name is or whatever, uh, like handle they're using on YouTube. So first one from Michael Beluga. Hi, Doug. With your KGR, I found a KGR compliant keyword and did a great article for it. I now rank number one in the all in search for the keyword, but there are only nine others ranked, but in the normal search, which is 70 searches per month, I'm nowhere. Is this normal? So a couple things to unpack there. The answer to your question is, yeah, probably that could be normal. I don't know enough details, so I'm going to make some assumptions, which I'll state in a moment about your question and your site and stuff like that. Now, I know that Michael has asked a lot of questions recently, which is awesome. Thank you for doing that, Michael. And... That makes me think that maybe his site is quite new. Maybe his site is only a few weeks old. So, is this normal that you're not showing up in in the SERPs anywhere right now? The answer is yes. So, number one, um, there's many there's many like follow up questions. So, I'll I'll start stating them. N- like number one, how are you trying to find out if you're in like the SERPs? there's no indication on like how you're trying to look that up or anything like that. Now, the other part is, you know, you're, you're looking if you're ranking using the all in title search, which doesn't really tell you anything. It just shows you if you are in like, if, if you're indexed or not, which is useful. Right. Um, and then as far as like, whether you show up, show up in the stirps or not, Um, you have to, you know, look in the right way. So one way you could do it sort of like without using any paid tools is to look at your Google search console. So if you look at the Google search console, then you may see if you are showing up with any impressions or anything like that. The overall, um, the overall issue here is you may or may not have a great article in your hands. So you're saying it's a great article, but who knows, right? A lot of people can't or haven't developed the skill to look at their work critically yet. So there are so many examples of people that have like told me that they have like a fantastic piece of content and they think their site is just the greatest thing in the world. And when I actually take a look at it, there's... So many issues. There's misspelled words, there's grammar problems, there are just a ton of issues. And the other thing that is super common, especially with on page SEO with a KGR for people that are new, and by the way, Michael, I'm just taking this to the extreme example. It's not necessarily like, you know, what I think you did or anything, but people will keyword stuff. So you may have like a pretty long phrase that you're targeting let's say it's best ballpoint pen for journaling in college, pretty long phrase, kind of weird if you use that more than once. But what may happen is someone installs a plugin for SEO, like for example, the Yoast SEO plugin, which is super popular. And then you put that in as your focus keyword. And next thing you know, it's telling you to use it like eight times, which again is super weird. So if when you take all of that together, Michael, to answer your question, is this normal? The answer is maybe. <laughs> the answer is maybe, and probably that is normal. But the thing is, you could be making a very simple mistake that you could fix in you know ten minutes, or you could be making like a series of very small mistakes, which may not be uh, like a problem all on their own. But when you put it together with like four problems that are small, you may find. That all of those compound together and you end up with you know not ranking anywhere, which is you know not great. That's not what you're looking for, especially when you know you you took the action to use the KGR and now it's not working for you. So just keep pushing, look for those areas that I just described. And just to recap, so make sure you're looking to, you know, figure out whether or not you're actually ranking or not. There are tools to do that, by the way, and double check your keyword usage, double check um, some of the other on page areas, um, especially, you know, grammar, spelling, some of the small things have someone else read it, you know, have one of your friends read it, let them tell you, um, you know, what they think as well. All right. Next question was sent in by Wrath Monster. And this is in regards to just affiliate marketing in general. Here's what Wrath Monster says. Quote, I'm not sure if it's worth it. SEO has shifted in terms of what I've read online. Keyword research seems to be a waste of time in many people's eyes. With a lower payout from Amazon, how can you still back up the worth of the KGR? Thank you coming from a newbie. All right. So good question. Wrath monster. It's a valid question. And there's a lot of things to unpack here. And I can probably do like five episodes on this sort of a topic here. So number one, you are reading stuff uh, online and you have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, Oftentimes, even myself, right? Even myself, maybe even right now, I want to sell you something or encourage you to do a thing, right? I have my own incentives. I have my own drivers on, you know, what it is I'm doing, right? And sort of the action I want you to take afterwards. Maybe it's buy something from me. Maybe it's buy something from someone else. And maybe it's just to, like I said, take action or think about things differently. So you always have to keep that in mind when you're reading something online so, first statement there, SEO has shifted. Yeah, that is true. SEO has indeed shifted. Now, I think you know you're saying keyword research seems to be a waste of time in many people's eyes. Sure, that's fair. However, I think if you go study SEO experts, and one of the starting points is going to be keyword research. So I encourage you, Wrath Monster, to go out. And, you know, find SEO experts who are, you know, teaching and executing, and you will probably find out that keyword research is important. Now, is it the holy grail of, you know, what needs to be done to get traffic to a site? No. But if you start a site, many people have done this. If you start a site and you don't do any keyword research and you just write what you think you should write and you don't have really you don't have much of a strategy about what you're trying to get people to your site uh, for or anything like that, and you're just writing, you're probably going to find that you're not going to get much traffic. So you, you may be able to do it. I'm sure there are many examples proving or disproving what I just said. But uh, if you if you check out, you know, people that are SEO experts, you will often find that keyword research is a critical piece of the puzzle. Um, Even if you don't put a lot of stock into it, you should at least, you know, spend some time doing some kind of keyword research. All right. So keep that in mind. The other thing is there's a whole other set of people that are really incentivized to tell you that keyword research is super valuable. All right. So those are, those are going to be like keyword research, companies, or companies that have some sort of offering related to keyword research, you might notice, I don't have any of that stuff, right? I'm an an affiliate for a couple of tools, but I don't really push any specific tool. In fact, uh, Wrath Monster, you say you're familiar with the KGR, you know, per my videos and stuff, and other content on niche site project. But you'll probably notice that you probably don't know uh, what keyword research tool I use? Cause I don't talk about it much because it doesn't really matter all that much. So I try and let people make their own choice and you can, you know, use the KGR with basically any keyword research tool. Now further, you know, thir- I, I like the conciseness and how deep your question goes, by the way. So the third point here is the lower payout from Amazon. How could I still back up the worth of the KGR? So number one, the KGR is independent of Amazon, right? The KGR is a keyword research tool. It's not the only thing you can uh, you know, use to prioritize the content you're, that you're targeting. But the KGR, the keyword golden ratio, is a useful way to look at data, all right? It's, it's a good way to sort through some data in a way that is manual, in a way that can't be automated very well in a way that, you know, you're going to have some unique information probably that other people don't have. So further, you know, the, I mean, I guess I'll just say the KGR is unrelated to Amazon, period. You are also stating that the there's a lower payout from Amazon. So Amazon adjusts um, its program from time to time. And a couple of years ago, 2017, they adjusted their commission rates. And a lot of people did take a hit there. I took a pretty big hit that's fine it's the constraint that we're dealing with but what it really comes down to wrath monster is pick something to work on if you're interested in making some money online or working for yourself or doing a side hustle even if it's not online maybe you want to start like a physical product side hustle or you know do some flipping where you you know maybe get free stuff from craigslist and then resell it on you know a better marketplace, or fix it up, or whatever you want to do. Um, Any venture that you're looking at is going to have downsides, just like an Amazon affiliate site using the keyword golden ratio. Anything you pick. if If you had a lot of money to invest and you wanted to, say, open a brewery, you're gonna have run into red tape. People are gonna be telling you there's tons of breweries out there, and there's all these reasons not to open a brewery. I mean you have to deal with um, state laws. you have to deal with federal laws. You have to deal with um, just the other you know, revenueers and tax collectors in general. There's permits all over the place. And then you have to have like a place to you know to do it. Um, so you'll still have to find. Like real estate and deal with a lease. And basically, and you could pick any other example, by the way, um, any venture, anything that you're going to work on is going to have pros and cons. So it doesn't really matter what you pick, Wrath Monster. Just pick something and take some action. If you don't want to, if you think Amazon doesn't pay enough, you know, who cares? Screw Amazon, right? You could work with another company if you want to. You want to get a higher payout? Go to a company with a higher payout. If you want to, you know, work with uh, Walmart or something, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. Um, But like I said, the whole point here is you're going to find pros and cons in anything. So there's no, I mean, yeah, all your points are valid. Maybe you think keyword research is no good. Maybe you think SEO shifts too much. Maybe you think it's not fair or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Nothing's fair and everything's going to be hard no matter what you pick. So hopefully that's helpful. And... Again, I think the the main takeaway, I dissected your question pretty hard there, but the main takeaway is to take action. There's going to be plenty of reasons to not do something. And no matter what you pick, you're going to find many reasons to not do it. There's going to be some people that are going to tell you that it's a complete waste of time and you shouldn't do it. And it's up to you whether you want to test the theory, take some action, or Just, you know, not do anything. Most people, they don't do anything. All right, next question from Henry Shapiro. When doing keyword research and checking Google, I find that many of the searches are dominated by retailers like eBay, uh, AliExpress, um, Banggood or special retailers in the niche and few or no blogging sites like niche sites. But virtually none of these pages are optimized. What does it mean for the viability of my very small niche? Well, a couple things. Generally, if you are finding that the keywords that you're looking at are dominated by retailers, oftentimes that leads me to believe that maybe you're not looking at buyers keywords. So buyers keywords are the keywords that, you know, a searcher will use like sort of in the buying cycle, right? So it's in the buying cycle, but it's far enough along the sales funnel that they're actually interested in buying something, hopefully in the next, you know, 24 hours or so. Now there's some that there's some keywords that are just more general. So if you just search for ballpoint pen, you're probably gonna come up with just retailers and people that are selling them, e-commerce type sites, just like the ones you listed. And in that case, you know when you don't see any like niche sites or affiliate sites, we'll call them, then that's kind of a bad sign. And it means maybe you should adjust your keyword phrases that you're looking for and make sure that you're going for buyer's keywords. And a lot of times... All you need to do is add like some some, uh, phrases at the beginning or end of the keyword phrase that are buyer-oriented. So that would be like best ballpoint pen or something like that, or ballpoint pen reviews. Those are sort of the key ones that I usually look at. So overall, if you keep searching, you do mention you have a very small niche. If you keep searching and and you don't seem to find these buyers keywords, then that is a little concerning. You may have to think of another way to, you know, find the market and get to the people that are actually interested in buying things. So the overall summary here is maybe you're not using, you know, proper buyers keywords and maybe, um, you know, try and find better ones. You may look for competitors and see, you know, who's ranking for what out there. And then you could kind of, you know, get an idea about what's going on and what you can go for. All right. And this is a quick note from uh, Thomas D. And someone, uh, I guess Thomas was saying that I use the KGR and it was it's working well. So the first six posts were KGR compliant. The next four were KGR compliant. Um, like on the edge. He says he let the site six sit for six months. And then, um, it got out of the sandbox and the traffic went boom. The next five posts, he went after whatever he wanted in Q- and Google would rank, uh, the post inside the top 40 within the first 48 hours. And Thomas says that he's earning $200 a month on 15 articles. Um, it's all organic, no social traffic. All right, great. Great job there. Thomas taking action and just being patient in general. That's always really important. All right, next question from B Beast. I have a question regarding the keyword golden ratio. Let's say I have a keyword and for example, it's best hats. Is it okay to make the title of the post something like 15 best hats to buy today or does it have to be just best hats? So the answer is you can add some other words in there, right? So that's totally fine. And it's good to have, you know, something catchy in there like to buy today or, you know, just something a little bit more enticing, right? So you want someone to see the results on the search results page and you want to encourage them to click it. So if you just had best hats, it's a little bit boring and you have some other, you know, some other words that you can use. So it's great to go ahead and add some other words in there just to make sure it makes sense. All right. Gotham, uh, Gotham says this, I follow the steps for the KGR, but it's not working. Is there any hidden trick, um, to get it to work? So no, there's no, there's no trick. And, It's, you know, I honestly can't remember if I've repeated this earlier or, or if, if, um, I, I mentioned it in another video, but basically, um, one of the issues you may have Gotham is keyword stuffing. So if you're keyword stuffing, that could be the problem, or you could just be making some other like SEO mistake. The grammar could be terrible your site could be brand new, right? You're saying it's not working, but I don't know how long you've been at it. So Chronos says, hi, Doug, have I ever considered doing drop shipping since it's direct response marketing? It would be nice seeing how you use paid traffic like Facebook ads and Google ads and build a sales funnel to sell from Amazon or AliExpress. So, no, I never considered drop shipping, not particularly interested in that business model. Um, I just kind of buckled down with affiliate marketing and it's been good. I know a lot of people do, you know, experiment and play around with uh, drop shipping or, you know, they do it for their business in e-commerce fashion. And that's what they spend their time on. Uh, Me personally, I just never found it super interesting and I think it's a fine business model. There's a lot of great tools for it. But yeah, just never something that I looked into. All right, and we'll just cover a couple more really quickly. So Michael Green says, I just heard that Google is starting to shy away from people that are blogging in the health space unless they have credentials. Has anyone found it to be true? I found a supplement that fits the KGR, but I'm hesitant to move forward. So basically, Michael, yeah, that is generally accurate. So it's not isolated to the health space, but health is one of the areas. And I think like the financial space is another sort of big one that um, has been impacted. But generally, if you're giving advice on something where there could be like bad impacts, if you're giving bad advice, then that is that is kind of like what's happening. So, like I said, health, financial, other areas where you're giving advice, um, where there could have some negative impacts. Those are the ones where you know Google seems to be looking for not necessarily credentials, um, but just authority overall. Now, there is. Um, I, I wrote a blog post on this on the EAT update: the expertise, authority, and trust update which you know people sometimes call it the medic update but I'll put a link in the show notes for for that one but generally um there are some guidelines that Google published right they're available and I referenced them a few times in the post but basically um, there are things you could do um to help you know beef up those credentials and the thing is those guidelines I'm not sure if they're algorithmically based because Um, you know, some of the, some of the factors seem to be, in my opinion, it'd be a little bit unusual or, you know, hard to prove. Um, even if you, even if you like put the credentials, right, you could fake the credentials and just put them online. Um, I think there are, you know, offsite factors that help Google confirm that. And again, in my opinion, I'm not sure if it's an algorithmic set of guidelines, um, or how you could deal with it exactly. So hopefully that makes sense. But your question is, should I move forward with the supplement uh, affiliate offer that you're you know looking at? I would probably not unless you had the credentials or you have like a long term vision and your you know you have time to be patient because I believe and I've seen this a couple times, um, especially like. I think the example was in like the cannabis niche, but basically it's, you know, someone who doesn't necessarily have the credentials personally, but they're running a good site and they're interviewing experts and they have, you know, excellent content, well-written and it's referenced like a medical document, right? Or a medical um, journal. So through their, you know, just a good job producing content, they were able to, You know, get that authority and rank well. All right. And we'll just hit one more here. And this is from Rick Elwood. Uh, Rick says, I was wondering if I know anything about Market Samurai. I've had it for years, um, but I usually have to blow the cyber dust off it each time I use it. The reason I'm asking is because it has an option where you can add your own type of search rule to it. And I wonder if I had. Any idea if this KGR, the keyword gold ratio, could be applied? Rick, good question. Actually, I started using Market Samurai when I first got into internet marketing in 2013. And, you know, it was fine for the first, you know, couple months. And then I started to, you know, become aware of other tools. And it was pretty clear that Market Samurai was already becoming antiquated in my opinion, back in 2013. So I'm, I'm not sure I haven't fired it up myself, even though I think I, you know, I got like a lifetime license or whatever it was back then. I haven't fired it up in a while. I think you could probably, if they've done at least minor updates, you could probably still get search volumes that you can use. You may even be able to get some idea about the Competitiveness of certain keywords. However, I'm not sure, and I kind of doubt that you would be able to, you know, extract any additional useful data for the KGR using um, like the search rule option. I'm not sure, but I think you would still run into the issue of using the all in title search too often in a short time. Thus, you would trigger the should to come up. So that that's kind of what I expect would happen. So thanks a lot to everyone for sending in those uh, questions. And don't forget, you can, you know, number one, you could send an email, feedback at doug.show. So just feedback at doug.show. You could send me questions there. You can also send me feedback. That would be great. And I want to hear from you. Like I mentioned, you can leave a voicemail message over at, all right, the phone number is 406-813-0613. So you can, you know, like I said, let me know where you're from. Let me know what you're into. Tell me a little about yourself, all that kind of stuff. And if it's a you know, reasonable message. I'll I'll play it on the air. Would love to hear from everyone. And of course you can ask questions via the, the voicemail. So just leave a voicemail and we'll see if we can play it in a future episode. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks a lot for joining me on the Doug show. I really do appreciate you taking the time. If you're not subscribed, please consider subscribing. I have a ton of other episodes out there covering lots of different topics. Sometimes I just tell stories. If you are a long time listener, I appreciate you too. If you haven't left a review, that is awesome. Cause now you have an opportunity to leave a review and that would be totally cool. And I would really appreciate it. If you're looking to get started with affiliate marketing or making money online or anything like that, you should go over to nichesiteproject.com. That is my blog. Once you're over there, you just click the green button, enter your name and email address, and then I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff. I'll send you templates some motivational emails. And I think there's probably just some random emails that I send out there also. So we'll catch you next time on The Doug Show. Thanks.